thanks for tuning in again. Uh, today I have my friend Emma in with me. She dialed in all the way from Spokane, Washington. Um, but welcome back to the Negro podcast. It's all about helping you as a student navigate your self-identity and discover what motivates you, uh, uncover any fears you may have. And essentially what we hope to do is to celebrate the different ways people operate and to promote peace building principles to address your internal and external conflicts. Um, so yeah, Emma, thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here or over the phone. Over the phone. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was there. I know. We were just talking about how much fun it would be if she came and visited. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No, I literally have never been to Hawaii. Okay. And I, I feel like for as long as you've been there, I've been like, I need to come visit. Yeah. And then COVID hit, and I was like... Maybe I missed my chance, but <laughs> so I, I'm going to make it work. I I'm know. Make it work. So I'm a student. Um, if you guys tuned in earlier, I'm a student at BYU-Hawaii, and I graduate um, in June, actually. So coming up soon, and this podcast is a part of my senior capstone project. I'm an intercultural peacebuilding major, and so I am just going to be tying in different peacebuilding principles that I've learned over my time here. Um and just, yeah, just talking with some of my friends, some of my um, friends that have gone here, um, some alum, as well as some friends that have gone to other colleges around, you know, the U.S. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, Emma. Where are you from? Yeah, so I am from the Tri-Cities. Um, that's where I met Madison. We went to high school together. Um, Mike in high school. Yes. Go Braves! And I recently graduated from Whitworth University in Spokane. Um, it's a small private Christian college. Um, mostly just went there because it was small and like all the professors know your name. And I really like Spokane as a city. I think it's a nice little step up from from the Tri-City. <laughs> yeah. um, because it has a lot more going on, but it's not too far away from home. And so... Um, it's like my, my in-between step before I finally, I guess, like, I want to move to Seattle. Right. So, so that's my, like, my baby step. I'm just trying to get there slowly but surely. Um, yeah, so I graduated a semester early because Mads and I are the same age. Mm -hmm. So um, I got my degree in business, and I have a minor in environmental studies, so kind of just random a random little thing, but I am very passionate for, uh, um, about the environment. That's <laughs> <laughs> the right thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, um, so it was just a nice little interesting thing to add on and learn while I was in school. Um, but right now I work at an accounting firm um, in Spokane, and it's been really fun. Nice. Um, just learning how the real like the real world kind of works and just being an adult for these last like I, I've worked there since January and cause I graduated in December so yeah like it's three months going on four months I've just been kind of adjusting and it's been kind of weird but yeah. good good in a very different way nice yeah <laughs> lots of change and stuff so are you still um are you still living with your roommates? Are they still in school right now as well? Yeah, okay. so I live with five other girls. Nice. Um, and of those five, 
one of them graduated the same time I did, and she's studying for um, the MCAT now. Nice. So, Impressive. Yeah, she's going to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I love that for her. Um, three of them are in nursing school, um, and that's through WSU, okay. like in Spokane. And then uh, one of them is still at Whitworth, so of the people in my house, only one person is still a student at Whitworth, technically. So it's kind of funny how we're all just kind of yeah. all over the place in yeah. this house. But, yeah, I... I like living with them. It's just kind of an interesting dynamic because everyone has very different schedules now. Mm-hmm. So it kind of went from last year, everyone was at Whitworth, and this year, everyone just had, like... Dispersed. Like, yeah, like, yeah. half my house has a spring break, and the other half of us don't have yeah, a spring break. Yeah, <laughs> So it's just been weird. Really weird. Did Whitworth ever go back in person before you graduated, or did you end on online? So they did in okay. the fall. They were in person, but like it the was hybrid. Or... You, yeah, hybrid. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you can choose if you wanted to go to class. Okay. Like in person, I, I, I would, I would just do online mostly. I liked it way more, mm-hmm. and I feel like especially on days if you have like, you know, just like a bad mental health day or something, it's so much easier nice to, to stay. just say, oh, I'm. Like, by default, I'm online. Mm-hmm. And so, but if a lot of my professors were really cool with, I was like, oh, can I come to class on this day? And they would be like, oh, yeah, like, whatever. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's so nice. Like, I could kind of pick when I wanted to go. Yeah. I feel like, so we, this past fall, or not the fall, I can't remember if last fall was, no. I think this winter semester was the first one, if I remember correctly here, oh. um, was hybrid. But it kind of had odd classes. It wasn't any of my major classes that were in person until kind of like the last minute and so I just felt it would be weird to do some online and some in person mm-hmm. plus I was kind of picky so the online or the in-person ones actually were like kind of like during the day Monday Wednesday Friday and so that kind of like made my work schedule weird um, mm-hmm. in terms of driving to town and all that stuff so yeah I just kind of ended up taking an online route and there's definitely pros and cons to it but it is nice when the days are you wake up one day and just it's not going to be a great day to be able to just work from in bed has been yes. nice some days yeah um but yeah wow, I was just curious I'm I'm headed into my fourth or fifth semester online graduating mm-hmm. just kind of re- reflecting on that it's, it is kind of a bummer though to like end this huge chapter I feel like in this yeah. really weird setting that I don't obviously no one saw coming mm-hmm. but, I think we're lucky in the sense of at least we both get to be, um, like, at least in the town. Yeah. And your case in the state, even, mm-hmm. of, of where your school is. Because you don't feel like you're just at home and, like, separated from school entirely. Yeah, like, that's very you true. you still kind of get your community mm-hmm. that you would still have. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I feel yeah. very lucky to be here, yeah. too. Like, oh, I still have all my friends, so, like, the weekends is the same. Right. The, week, the weeks are a little weird, but, like, right. not necessarily in a bad way. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. I know I'm glad I'm just surrounded by students, and whether it's not, you said students from, like, your own school right now. It's mm-hmm. just, it is nice to be in that same stage of life and understanding, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're doing good. How long do you think you'll stay in Spokane for before you head to Seattle? That is the question. <laughs> I here's the thing is so I the job that I work at now is um, not like exactly what I want to do. I I do like 
they're the accounting firms like social media and I do like a lot of like internal stuff okay. like just day to day like things that they want me to do but like the main reason I took the job was because they were letting me do some of the PR work for them and that's what I eventually want to do is okay. work in PR um and so there's not a ton of that in Spokane there's like a little bit like a couple of marketing firms and stuff like that but it's just not exactly what I want to it there to do you know yeah so um I I don't know because the thing is is like it just it just depends on a lot of things I think one other thing I was thinking about is I I the places I would want to work in Seattle would probably like see me have more experience like in PR work mm-hmm. and so, so you head over. I'm getting, yeah and so I'm getting very minimal exposure to that at this job but like we're also in a pandemic and the people I work with are awesome so I'm like I can't complain right for for the circumstances that I'm given you know Mm -hmm. um but I also was talking to a girl I used to work with at home like in the Tri-Cities and I have a lot of connections at the place I used to work at and um I interned there the last two summers and so I was considering maybe kind of doing what you were talking about earlier, like maybe just going home for a little bit. Yeah. And then and you're, you said earlier that you maybe would just want to stay home for like a month. But right. I was thinking like I would, I would be there maybe more closer to a year. And just oh, like nice. take that year yeah. and like don't get stuck there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get stuck there. <laughs> but like take that year and like, you know, just hang out with my family. Yeah. I feel like I just miss out on a lot of time with them because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get to see each other very in much. In between, yep. I definitely yeah, do and, yeah. And so I think I'd want to do that. Yeah, that'd be really fun. I think like, yeah, being able to go back home would is super mm-hmm. important too because I feel like the next step, post-grad or um, you know, even after master's programs or whatnot, whatever um, we end mm-hmm. up doing, it's, it's one of those things that we're going to end up getting into different types of commitments that make it a little bit more tricky to be able to drop it and, yeah. and come home and, and just be with our family and friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yes. a huge and I thing. Think it's like really accept like more, I guess society looks at it as it's like, okay, when you're just coming out of college and stuff mm-hmm. um, to go back and like be with your family. But like once you hit a certain age, it's like looked down upon. So I'm like, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. Not that I want to like, conform to that but mm-hmm. I'm also like very aware of like how it looks right so I'm like okay well I guess I need <laughs> to get going at some right. point you know I feel like what's interesting too is that there's been a lot of people um even in their like late 20s early 30s that had had to move home with their with the um yeah. pandemic and stuff so I feel like it's kind of changing and shifting a little bit I think people are really taking in con- into consideration like how short this sounds cliche but like how short life is and how um you know how society works and runs it keeps us away from certain things or um kind of shames us to you know like you said conform into different things and so I feel like that's definitely something that we've all learned that it's okay to want to move back home it's okay to want to be able to be with your family and be with mm-hmm. your friends and um I don't think there's anything necessarily um, sending your growth in that, if anything, I, it's just taking time for yourself and to, mm-hmm. I don't know, appreciate, appreciate the people around you, so. Yeah. Very much, yeah. I agree. Thank you. Um, 
Okay, so you already answered where you now a little bit in Spokane. Um, do you want to describe yourself in three words to <laughs> let us get to know you a little bit better? Yes, okay. this feels like every college I know, I know, I'm so sorry. Can I like two truths and a lie? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so I would say um, determined, um, maybe like enthusiastic, but then maybe also like <laughs> um, not not critical, but mm -hmm. maybe like cautious. Okay, like a realist. Yeah. Okay, nice. Very cool. Um, thanks for sharing those. So, um, what are some of your favorite things to do? Just in life. Um, okay. I, it, the weather's getting nicer in mm -hmm. Spokane. So I, this week I got out twice and played tennis. Nice. I, I played in high tennis school champ. too. It's like half my personality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then, uh, you, you understand it. Yeah. You like have that whole, like you have a whole sport and then you're like, oh, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, what the heck? like who am I? What am I without yeah. this? Yeah. Your identity, like, crumbles in yeah. front of your and eyes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's probably harder for you because I'm, I'm way further removed from that <laughs> than, than you were. But, yeah, I, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I miss it so yeah. much. And so it just felt good to, like, get out there and, yeah, and play. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and then I'm really bad at painting, but <laughs> painting is really fun. I, I hang out with my friends. The, the cool. classic, yes. like, doesn't everyone. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I tried to learn to embroider earlier this year, Ooh. so I know a couple of, like, flower patterns. That's fun. Did, what did you do it on? Just, like, loose um, whatever? I just got, like, um, an old t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. I, I think I got, like, a plain white one from the craft store because it was, like, two bucks. Nice. Take this with me and try something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, an unfinished project that literally been sitting there it's since thanksgiving staring so at you. Like, i don't know <laughs> it's not that i don't have time but it's just a lot of thinking you know yeah. and I'm like, sometimes i'm just like i just want to watch tv right just like lay and not think of anything yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> so i oh watching tv is another one <laughs> i yeah you actually you and lil and and ella <laughs> all my all sisters you got me into anime and like it's just been like a gateway. It's, it's like, watching, yeah. Watching so much. I feel like you watch one and then it just kind of takes over. Then you like yeah. want to be a part of a part of it. It's so funny. Yeah, and so now your sisters and I send each other. Like, so much. So funny. All the time. And She was like, haha, ha, Emma sent me this, and haha, ha, Emma sent me that. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on? Oh, it's so bad. Um, it's just because we both just, like, don't have anything to do with our day. Yeah, I kind of, like, TikTok. takes up, but it's good. There's some really good ones out there, and it's it's fun to, like, talk with other people, too. Like, what else? But yes. me and my, um, right, my roommate and friend, Val, we just watched um, The Promised Neverland. So we're getting into oh, that one. I made my roommate watch that with me too. Oh, nice. So yes. we're just kind of like slowly making our way through some of like the more recent ones or some of the more classic ones too. Yes. Um, 
that's been fun. That's a whole other okay. that's a whole other story. We could go really into detail yeah. about <laughs> detail about that. I was gonna say I made my roommate start watching Attack on Titan with oh, me. Yes. She really likes it. So I'm like, I'm so glad. I feel really good about it. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, right. You're like, see, look, like it's cool. Um, I know, I. I <laughs> I want her to also start watching that one, but I was like, I don't want to watch the first. There's a couple episodes that I'm like, oh, like they're just they're sad to me. I don't want to watch them oh, again. Yeah. So, but it's fine. I can't. I won't spoil. Won't spoil anything. Um, but <laughs> no spoiler. No spoiler. No spoilers. So, anyways, great, great shot. Thanks for being so open about what you watch. That can be a scary. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah, be. That can be a scary thing for some people. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit more about just school in general. Maybe just a couple experiences at Whitworth. Um, I have just a question down. What what do you think shaped you the most while you went there? Is there a specific story or experience or uh, maybe a professor? Just take that question as you will. Um, yeah, so I think Whitworth is really interesting. Um I guess all colleges have their own, like, individual culture. Like, if you look at WSU versus, you know, like, um, like, they're partying or, you know, that's just, or like, that's what they're known mm-hmm. for. And then, like, as you, I'm trying to think of another example. Just every college, you know, just has, like, their thing. Mm-hmm. And Whitworth is, is really interesting because th- their thing isn't, like, because they're not super known. Uh, I would just say, like, their thing is, like, their culture is so unique. And that is said neither negatively mm-hmm. nor positively. It's just, <laughs> just its is. own thing. Just neutral. And, yeah, and some people hate it and some people love it. And I think I went in thinking it was fantastic. And now that I'm at the end of it, I'm like, I think it is kind of unhealthy sometimes. Okay. They have the, I, I'm sure other colleges have this, because I've definitely heard it a lot, but, like, have, do you guys have Ring by Spring? Uh, yes. Yes, yes. theoretically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing here, and I'm like, that's, I think, like, makes the dating culture very difficult. Just seem, and, yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, are, do you have Christ in your relationship, and, like, yeah. are you, are you, it's just very, like, at some points, religious when it doesn't need to be and that's what I I sometimes I'm like why did I come to like such an interesting school but Mm -hmm. then there's like also the aspect of I think people like because we're small and like you kind of know a lot of people um everyone really learns to care about each other which Mm -hmm. is really nice (sighs) um but yeah just getting back to I think there, this culture of just everyone kind of just n- n- you get you get here and you you learn the way and then by the end you just kind of go through the motions and everyone kind of it's so hard to explain okay. but just like the culture is is so conformative um, or is that yes okay yeah 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 thank you like <laughs> there's a word here yeah like okay. it's pretty uniform and mm-hmm. then people who go against the grain there's very few of them i would say and they're looked at kind of as like if you're weird okay i would say um there's just i i think every Whitworth student goes through the same like cycle of when you you're a freshman and you come in and then you make a bunch of friends yep. 
and you just have this giant friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of trying to find yourself and want to be surrounded yeah. by people and not a second alone. Yeah. Yes. The Persian yeah, period. And, yeah. And then by the end of it, like, because I'm <laughs> at the end of it, right. I, I think you just calm down a lot. <laughs> and you're like, at least for me, it was less about, like, because I, I think at some point, this is like for everyone, where you're like, when you really are trying to make those friendships and relationships, and you are just doing everything, like even things you wouldn't normally do, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll go hang out with you at this club that right. I don't even like, right. or, you know, I'll go to church with you, mm-hmm. or, oh, you know, because you're just like, oh, I just want friends, I just mm-hmm. want something to do, and now I'm, at the end of it, I'm like, no, I, why would I do that? That's not me, I'm mm-hmm. not. I, I don't want to go play frisbee for an hour. Right. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like that, where um, my thing was, I think hiking because I think I went into it thinking, oh yeah, I don't like the outside. I don't like hiking. <laughs> I don't like hiking at all. <laughs> Maybe it's just this area. Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> it's not my thing. Like three years ago to go hiking with you, I'm like, hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with you. And now I'm like, I. I'm so sorry. I appreciate the offer. Mm-hmm. But like, let's, call like, me out. I'll hang out with you when you get back. Right. We'll catch so, a, yeah, we'll go get lunch or yeah. something. Yeah. Got so it. I think just like the, the very much like shared experience of mm-hmm. the Whitworth culture is like, I can look back and reflect on that because almost every single person that I am friends with has gone through that same thing. Something similar. Like everyone has a friend group and everyone has. I, I, almost every group of girls that like lives together has a group of guys that they hang out with and like or like a, a house of guys that mm-hmm. is like their <laughs> their brother house almost it's not called that but you know <laughs> what I mean like all of my guy friends live together and and same I have another group of friends that live together that are girls and then they have their guy friends mm-hmm. who all live together and my guy friends and their guy friends are almost neighbors and so it's just really funny because yeah. everyone lives in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. too once you move off campus and no one lives that far away from right. you and so it's just kind of so close-knit which is great sometimes mm-hmm. and then other times it's like is this like this is not real life like <laughs> right this is yeah this is not how it's gonna be once yeah. you move away yeah. kind of still living in you know, kind of feels like dorm life still. Your friends yeah. are, like, down the hall. And yeah, exactly. You're just down the road. Yeah. The bubble hasn't quite popped of, like, being yeah. so far away from people. Yeah. Um, like, you know how it is at home, like, you and I to get to each other's houses is, like, 25 minutes. Yeah, which doesn't seem minutes. like a lot. Like, when we're home, like, it does kind of. Yeah. But imagining doing that drive here, like, in my college town to someone mm-hmm. is a lot. That seems so far away. Right, I know, and like, I know, because I can literally walk to any of my friends' houses, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And and I'm like, imagining, like, my commute to work, so like in Spokane, uh, there's like division, and that's just like the street that runs north and south, and it it gets you like two downtown, and I live in the north, and so every day in my drive down is 17 minutes, and it feels so long because there's so many stop signs uh-huh. and stoplights and stuff and just like traffic and you know what at home my commute was 
15 minutes, but it was just on the highway. Right. So it felt so much faster. shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate, I hate this, but yeah, it is definitely perspective. It's just weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, so I guess taking, taking that information, what do you think, or what do you wish you had known about yourself, maybe how you connect with people or, um, what you value before heading into Whitworth? Um, I, it's hard because I Mm -hmm. think when you're trying to like make connections and, uh, you make a lot of compromises Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, well, like I just genuinely want want friends or like want people to hang out with and I want to feel seen and known and loved a lot. And which are very valid. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, like I said, like you make those sacrifices or like, you're like, oh, it's fine. And you kind of convince yourself like, oh, maybe I maybe I really do like going, I'm trying to think of like something that I, <laughs> that I did that I was like, why do I do that? Oh, I mean, maybe I do want to go see this movie or something. And you know, it's not a movie that you've ever heard of. Right. Like, how to be but, um, yeah. And so I, I think going in, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I think I would still to this day, I still make sacrifices or like compromises and I'm just right. oh, like, I mean, some of my favorite things, but like you know, you try everything once, or yeah, trying to yeah. make some compromises to fit in, which is I feel yeah. like very understandable. Do that less, right? Um, okay. Or like, or you know, you can offer up ideas without coming off as like overbearing, or right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you can also have opinions mm-hmm. and be heard. It's yeah. Just, so just being more being more comfortable, sorry to cut you off, yes. just in your no, own good. skin and what you want to do or who you are, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I also very much think that it's okay to be very open about things and like, oh, maybe I will like that. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that I've tried that I didn't do before. I went snowboarding for the mm-hmm. first time That's this cool. year. And, like, I loved it. It was really fun. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. I'm so bad. Um, I've only been twice my whole life, um, but something yeah, I, mean, new. Like, I really enjoyed it, and so like that was something where I was like, I was very nervous to go, mm-hmm. and um, had a great time, and so um, yeah, just stuff like that. Where obviously I wasn't like, oh yeah, I love snowboarding, let's go. I, I was very honest, and I was like, I've literally never been. I'm pretty nervous. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea what to expect, you know, um, and like I'm not that I'm athletic enough but you know like I said I don't like hiking and so I was like oh my god what if it's the same like vibe as hiking yeah (laughs) you know just stuff like that where I was like I was was honest about it okay I'm I'm nervous and like here's my expectations going in like Mm -hmm. I'm not the most like outdoorsy person and and it was fine because I had that expectation going in and no one was like expecting me to like do a front flip right. or anything. <laughs> Go you know? insane, so, yeah. Yeah. That's fun, though. I'm happy you liked mm-hmm. it. That's why I've same. I've only gone snowboarding twice, and it's super fun, but it's very daunting trying it, mm-hmm. especially, like, older and, like, already having, like, the fear of, like, hurting yourself. Um, yes. So I think yeah. as a kid, it's so much easier to pick up things. You just have that, um, the mindset of that you're invincible and... and in some ways, like, you are as a kid, like, it's so much easier to, like, just mm-hmm. get up and, like, keep trying, or, um, nowadays, though, I fall and it hurts, like, I'm, like, at ice <laughs> for a few days and have to, like, really rethink what I'm doing, so I'm glad you went, that's super fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, you have to look like those little kids dry, mm. like, <laughs> go after you and they're, like, showing off. I'm like, wow, we did it. Right, <laughs> you're like, dang it. Like, I wish I picked this up earlier. It's fine, yeah. though. It's okay. <laughs> we didn't live by a mountain. I know. I know. Um, well, awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. I guess let's start getting into the Enneagram and what your type is. So before we dive in, um, do you want to just share a little bit about what motivates you and what are some of your core fears that you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. really light conversation. Deep. Let's just get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say I am very motivated, like by fear of failure. Um, and to go further into that, I am really uncomfortable with the idea of people disliking me and even more uncomfortable with the idea of people um just being disappointed in me Mm -hmm. or I don't know it just really does not settle well with Mm -hmm. me and so I think like most things that I do I'm like oh my gosh I have this need to be liked and to be viewed as kind of like a good person and like kind of uphold this idea of myself that I, that the standard for myself that I kind of hold for my myself. So, um, if other people don't see that, then it really bothers me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think aside from that, I also just kind of have a, a fear of like, not, not being alone, but I am definitely a lot more extroverted, and so I don't enjoy, um, I, I like being alone if I want to read or, you know, mm-hmm. watch a movie or something, um, but for extended periods of time, things like holidays or, you know, like important things like that, or, you know, just even like a weekend, sometimes if I don't have a conversation with anyone, the point of life, you know. Yeah, you just can, like, have a conversation with yourself, yep. or but not with yourself, <laughs> with someone else. You can always have a conversation with yourself. No, yeah. So, I I think also just a general fear of like maybe just like complete isolation mm-hmm. and less like separate from like more like enneagram things, but maybe just more pertaining to like my personality. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. well, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So, mm-hmm. do you want to tell the people what your enneagram type is? Yes. Yeah. I am a, I'm a one. Wow. Um, Amazing. So, yeah. I, I wonder if anyone could guess that. I don't know how many people are going to be listening. I think so many people. I feel like I am. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi. So <laughs> my power just went out. Um, Shut up. But that's okay because we're we're going. I just need to make okay. sure that I have my yeah. Luckily, thanks to the in, not to the internet, not thanks to the internet right now. It's down. Um, thankfully for modern technology, um, I have um, let's see, I have three bars. Um, so okay. we're we're going. We're going good. We're going Sounds strong. Good. Um, good. So we'll just. Oh, of course, my laptop starts like dying now that's okay we'll (laughs) we'll get through as much as we can um just it's just hawaii things just it's a wind and it kind of just knocks (laughs) down there's probably a tree down or something um okay anyways so sorry 
to interrupt your train of thought, um, but also it's getting dark in here now. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Okay, so I'll just, I'll just do my best from my part to keep reading. I have a book here um, that we're going to talk a little bit about from. It's called Take Care of Your Type, and I talked a lot about it in the last podcast, and I'll be talking about it in the upcoming ones as well. It's really cool. It goes over each type and obviously different self-care techniques. Um, talks about um, the whys, the why this certain type needs self-care. And I think I kind of addressed this in the last podcast, but whether or not you um, like the Enneagram or you resonate with any of them, um, I have a very strong belief that self-care is for everyone. And there are different techniques and types out there that um, work better for some people or some people really appreciate more. Um, and so if there's there is any, as we talk about them in the next little bit, that stand out to you. I just encourage you to maybe try them. Um, Emma, yourself included, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> even if this is specifically geared towards the one, I think there's still stuff that we can learn from that. So that's the book that I'm going to be reading from a little bit again. Um, but before we dive into more about um, Emma's like kind of current Enneagram applications or conflicts, I'm just going to read a little bit about the one um, itself, and then I'll come back to you, Emma. So the one is kind of the buzzword for is called the idealist. So they're typically very ethical, balanced, noble, discerning, and focused. Um, So some of their core desires, um, according to this book, is to be good, to be balanced, and to be honorable. And some core fears are um, being bad or imperfect. So Emma said, um, like, fear of failure, fear of um, being seen as, um, you know, wrong, or, you know, you could go off on that. Um, and essentially, ultimate motivations is to successfully meet the high standards they set for themselves, uh, to be impervious to criticism, to bring correctness and truth to the world, to live out their sense of mission, and to be right. Um, so that's kind of what resonates with them the most. And the affirmation that she shares, which I really like, is, I am good. Um, so Emma, did that kind of fit along the lines of how you see yourself in terms to uh enneagram that kind of yeah cool um so guys how did you how did you come to find out about the enneagram and then i know you kind of talked a little bit about what motivates you but are there any of those main attributes that you particularly resonate with yeah so i found out about it uh from one of my roommates uh sophomore year and she's just, like, really into it. She also had a book on it. I don't remember which one. Um, but she was like, have you ever taken this test? And I was like, no, but I love personality tests, so let's, let's try it. And it was actually, like, a really low point in my life, too. Um, I was, like, <laughs> um, I was just, like, really bad. There's yeah. a lot going on. And so I, it was kind of a nice little thing because it, it kind of, I took the test and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel very seen. Like, this is very much, like, it makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. to me. Identify Um, with it. Yeah, for sure. And so it was really nice kind of just to, at that point in time, especially, better understand myself and then, like, kind of work towards understanding the people around me a little Mm -hmm. bit better as well. And then you can just kind of apply it to your relationships, too, as you're going through life. Um, But, yeah, as far as... um, I like the the attributes that we that you just mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I think 
the idea of being good is such a broad term, but I, I think mine especially is good in accordance to like the like I said the standards that I set for myself especially, and so that also ties into like I I know ones are like known to have like this like huge inner critic and mm-hmm. every now and then I'll catch myself um like seeking something like like oh my god you could have done so much better and I'm like you're right absolutely mm-hmm. you, you got me there uh-huh. you know and it's so hard because <laughs> I don't think anyone really um always expects that from me like to to meet like exceed expectations at all given points in time mm-hmm. um but like for some reason I expect that of myself and so um I what was I gonna say I um I think it's also really funny that ones are supposed to be kind of like I think like a reformer is one mm-hmm. of, one of yeah, the names for it. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like a lot of the time, it, but not, not in like a, an eight way, but I, I do feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, well I know what's right, mm-hmm. but it's an eight way is more of like taking action. I feel like we're like a one. I just feel like I'm like, okay, well, as long as I'm, I'm acting and how I think it's right. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. That's interesting. And it's not, yeah. As long as you, what you're personally doing and is aligned with those values, then you feel, yes. then you feel good. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Thanks. Um, okay. Thanks for sharing. So can you share, um, or do you have any specific examples of a conflict that you find yourself in? Um, this could be, you know, something super trivial with, you know, a friend or a brother um or a larger a larger conflict is pretty much up to up to what you feel comfortable sharing um and then kind of the second part to that question is what do you think you could have potentially done to see the person as a person and so that kind of little term is from peace building and I also talked about a little bit about it in my previous podcast so essentially just means recognizing um that obviously you yourself, you're a human being, you have your own thoughts, feelings, opinions, um, issues going on, whatnot. And so being able to recognize that the person in front of you, whether you're in conflict with or not, whether this is your best friend, doesn't matter who that person is, but being able to see them as a being that has all of those thoughts, opinions, and histories, and processes, and um, and everything. So just circle back. Um, if you have like a specific example you want to share, um, and maybe how you could have seen them in a different light throughout that. Um, yeah, let me try to think yeah. of just like, because my, because I have two younger brothers, mm-hmm. and so this is like, there's no conflict to right. from. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna listen to this. So <laughs> Share away. Yeah. So my middle brother is he he's a lot more introverted than I am, and so I think sometimes our conflicts are like I'm like, well, why don't you just go out and like 
do something, he, he needs to get his driver's license, but obviously, like, he got put off because of COVID and stuff. Right. But before that, I was like, you just need to take the test. Like, just go. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy my time taking the test, obviously. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you have to get an 80 to pass, and I got an 81. So, Good job. You know, experimental. Nice. But, um, yeah, so I was like, you just go get your test, take it, like, take it. And he's like, no, he doesn't like to be, like, pushed like to do things mm-hmm. he will come to things on his own terms yeah. but I was like well in my mind at the very basic level I'm like no you're you're 16 you should want your driver's license yeah. uh you know it's be independent life. you're able to yeah go yeah. out there and just get it done yeah yeah you can you can get mm-hmm. it and so you should yeah. and like even if you don't want to drive like you're at one point in your life going to need your driver's yeah. license unless you plan on I, I don't know, having, being rich and having a driver, <laughs> you know? I don't know, yeah. Yeah, lots of avenues, but, mm-hmm. you know, I just wasn't counting on that. So I was like, you should just go get it. <laughs> and, like, then he obviously doesn't take well to me just bothering him about it. Um, and so I guess just something like that where I'm like, oh, it's very black and white. You're 16, you get your driver's license. And, uh, you know, even if you're nervous to take the test, I mean, that's just something you have to overcome and, like, get over. That's, like, kind of, like, what my – I would tell myself. is like, mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks. Any test isn't fun, especially one where you have to, like, be in traffic. Right. <laughs> you could crash a car. Like, no, like, it's not an enjoyable experience, but, like, you guys, like, buck up, you know? And so my brother is just kind of, like, more nervous than me. And so it's kind of – it was kind of hard for me to – take a step back and realize, like, yeah, like, not everyone pushes themselves as hard as maybe I do sometimes, um, and that's, that's totally okay, and I think he is, like, he's a six, so he, his stuff is a little bit more, like, what, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, everything, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I guess just kind of just take a step back and look at, like, okay, well, what motivates me might not motivate him and he also might just look at it like well i don't really need my license right now especially especially looking at it right now Mm -hmm. i'm like he literally would not be driving anywhere right he does online school Mm -hmm. and like you know not really too many places to go out to right now and yeah 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 exactly and so like it's probably actually good because that he wouldn't want to go anywhere yeah um yeah and so Try out Tri Cities. Stay at home. Yeah, like, <laughs> please, please. There's literally nothing to do. Yep. Even less when we're in a pandemic. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so just something like that, I guess, where you kind of have to understand, like, yeah, it's black and white to me, but uh, people have, <laughs> might see black and white different ways. Mm-hmm. And so just, yeah, something like that. Great. Yeah, I think that's a great example. Um, I guess, look kind of moves into the next question and I think you kind of answered this already but just sharing how the Enneagram um and you mentioned how your brother's six and so you can kind of see some of the same values and your own values as kind of um, identifying with the one um that you could better understand your, yourself um is there anything that you've learned in the past couple of years since you um have learned a little bit more about it? I know you said that it kind of came to you at a time where it was really appreciative to learn about yourself more. Is there a specific example or time or value? 
Um, I think that one really interesting thing, um, at least to me when I was learning about it, is the, I forget what they're called, but you know how you have, like, the number that, so you have your number, mm-hmm. and then you have the number that you stray towards when you're at your best yes. and when you're at your worst. Yeah, so there's, like, the stress point and then the heart point. So yes. stress is unhealthy and, and then your heart point is healthy. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I'm my healthiest. I have seven tendencies, okay. and so Definitely I think that. it's been really interesting, especially this year. Um, I I feel like I have really leaned into a lot of like the my like high points. Um, what did you say it was called? It was called um, like heart point or like healthy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, because sevens are much more um, like. Go with the flow, mm-hmm. easy going, kind of not carefree, but definitely they care less than right. I might on like a normal day. They're more open um, to different things yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and so I I think it also quite depends on like who you spend time with and like how um like what other people's Enneagrams mm-hmm. tendencies are as well. But like the people that I've been hanging out with, um, this year I feel like I've I've been much more able to recognize when I I am like you know I guess more open to things mm-hmm. like I said like I went snowboarding and um, just something like that like yeah I'd probably do it in other circumstances but um, when I just was like oh well maybe I don't have to worry about it I'm like yeah I could get hurt but like I mean like it, that's not the end of the world right. and so something like that where I, I'm it's really cool to see and be able to identify when I, I am at those high points and, like, how those positively affect my life, I mm-hmm. guess. And um, things that might seem kind of trivial in the moment. Yeah. And, that, you know, allowing yeah. yourself to explore different, like, hobbies or not beat yourself up as much about certain things. or Yeah. Kind of, yeah, allow yourself to just, you know, be you and do what you want to do without fear of... Mm-hmm external or other internal issues i think like uh spontaneity is that how you say that word Mm -hmm. being like spontaneous is like a really big part of the seven as well yeah and i've caught myself doing that like much more that's awesome and like just kind of just leaning into that which Mm -hmm. is really nice and it does feel really good and then there's still times though like (laughs) when when i'm like i don't really want to like hop that fence, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not the ethical thing to do. But maybe yeah, just... Like, I could rip my pants. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to. <laughs> so just allowing yourself to metaphorically jump over the fence every once in a while. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. a huge thing, too, from my experience and just what you're talking about is being one or just some of my other friends who I kind of think are very similar to that as well is just like having like cutting yourself some slack allowing yourself to like have fun and not mm-hmm. have to like worry um so much about what others might think but also I think the inner critic thing is a huge part of that number of just always kind of like wearing you down from the inside out um yeah and so just like quieting that inner critic um not giving into some of the things that it says to you um, I think is a huge part of growing and just being able to be happier and to just allow yourself to do things that you want to do. I think it's a huge thing. Awesome. Um, so I guess final final question this in this section. Um, are there any conflicts currently right now 
Um, and I say the word conflict um, not as a heavy term, just are there any issues or any, um, I don't know, kind of like nagging things that are happening in your life right now that you think you could apply some of these principles to and just like such as quieting your inner critic or kind of moving towards your unhealthy, or sorry, moving towards your healthy, healthy stages. Is there anything that comes to mind at the moment? Yeah, I, I, I feel like you can always, always, always just apply it to like every, like at least me personally, I can apply it to like every relationship that mm-hmm. I have, whether, you know, just family, friends, boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Like you, I, I think I'm always looking for ways to like, oh, I could have handled that better mm-hmm. or, you know, like, um, I, I know I beat myself up about like at work sometimes because <laughs> I started a new job and so I was like, oh my gosh, that was so stupid. Sometimes, so I answer phones at work sometimes uh-huh. and, um, I will, uh, you know, I, they ask me questions about tax stuff, like the people calling mm-hmm. it's like a client they're like yeah like blah 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 this thing about taxes I'm like I literally first of all I've only been here for three months Mm -hmm. second of all I'm not an accountant I don't I don't know (laughs) about taxes Mm -hmm. and so so sometimes uh, because I'm confused and the client is confused I have to go ask a tax person who also is confused because I can't explain what what I like I don't know what the person's talking about Mm -hmm. So it, it just makes me come off as dumb, at least. And so I feel like I'm really hard on myself. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, handle yourself better. Right. Or, like, you know. They're going to think I'm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I just feel like I come off as dumb, which maybe isn't the case. Like, I'm, because no one expects me to know. Right. Accounting or, you know. Mm-hmm. They, like, that's what I have to kind of tell myself. I'm like, no, like, you, you're, you're new you're literally just got out of college. Right. Like, this no isn't necessarily like, oh, your field or... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not a professional who's been Accountant. Here for like 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So just stuff like that where I'm like, oh, I have to... Actually, here's another thing. I had to start my 401k. Mm, I fun. don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Literally zero idea. I, I do like certain percent of my paycheck I have no idea where it's going I don't know where like it sounds so dumb and so then I'm like I should know this and then I'm like hard on myself because I'm like why (laughs) why what's going on like don't people know Mm -hmm. what 401k is so yeah just like little things like that throughout Uh the day and I think work is the most applicable right now but I think just every day even if I am not working it's like you know just relationships I think you can always sit there and reflect and my inner critic is like, oh, well, maybe you're not a good friend. Maybe you're not a good daughter. You don't go home enough. You know, stuff like that. It's all those little nagging things. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of translates into the next thing we're talking about. Do you feel like there's any types of self-care that really helps to kind of quiet the inner critic? Um, are there things that you already actively participate in right now? indirectly one that I I found is like if I if I do catch myself kind of like bringing myself down I I really like like a funny podcast Mm -hmm. or like a funny like I I watch like YouTube videos because I think like the worst times that that can happen are just like when you're 
at least for me, like, when I'm just alone and mm-hmm. alone for, like, a really long period of time when I'm, like, bored, you know, you know, stuff like that. Right. You're like, so what I'm else so- is there to do besides analyze myself yeah. and everything that yeah. I've ever done? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very much. And so <laughs> I, like, I started just, like, listening to podcasts or, like, uh, audiobooks are great. And so, like, you know, I just, if I really do catch myself doing that, it's kind of like a breaks breaks the cycle of just like that kind of thinking and then yeah like oh i i bought this special shower curtain that has pockets and so sometimes i'll put my my phone in like one of the pockets and like watch watch something on Mm -hmm. the shower even because i'm like oh like it's not necessarily just a distraction but it is like a a helpful thing also to focus on you're like oh well nice it's just the little things just like yeah Yeah. putting yourself (laughs) in the way um, so I'm just going to read a little excerpt from the book um, by Christina Wilcox about why specifically ones, why they need self-care. And again, if there's any that resonate with you and you're not necessarily a type one, um, you know, they're for everyone. So try, just try it out. See, see how it goes. So Enneagram type ones seek what is right and just above all else, sometimes at the cost of open-mindedness and authenticity. So they ultimately desire for the world to be perfect, and this desire can sometimes keep them from missing out on the beauty and the wonder that surrounds them, even if it's a little messy. Um, So they can end up leaving regulated, lonely, and all-around unhealthy lives, physically and mentally, if they don't take care of themselves. So type 1s, you need self-care so that you can actually achieve justice and order, while also experiencing life fully without reservation or any type of guilt. Um, So through the practice of self-care and reflection, type 1s will discover that they are not uh, defined by their mistakes. In fact, they will become more accepting of themselves, their flaws, and their imperfections of the world, and grow to be wonder-filled individuals. Emma, do you want to be a wonder-filled individual? (laughs) That sounds great. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that kind of resonates with you a little bit? And I'm just going to share an example that she had um, for self-care. Yeah, I... I definitely agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Because just based off of, like, even just what we've talked about today, I feel like there's clear, clear connections yeah. and things that I've said and, like, that very much. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yes. Awesome. So, yeah, I think, like, what she talked about being open-minded, I think that reminds me of just you in your healthy stage kind of leaning into that seven, just being a little bit more open um, and accepting and um, spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of plays into that. I'm just... And living life without guilt, too. I know you mentioned just, you know, different waves of guilt or different things that you feel um, as you okay. do go about life. And so, um, you know, it's not bad to set into these emotions as well, but it's also nice to be able to learn how to navigate them and how to, I don't know, help, help yourself, I guess, through them. Um, so the okay. one that I was going to read was... Um, prioritizing community so her self-care is a little bit different than just um kind of like taking a bath lighting candles although that can be amazing form in in some instances for some people um so this one talks about how a lot of type ones um naturally prioritize their community of friends and loved ones because it's the right thing to do in their eyes but she wants to challenge uh type ones to deepen their prioritization in a way that it might be uncomfortable at first but is necessary for their mental health So idealists have this idea that they have to bear everything alone. So talking to someone about their struggles can be viewed as wrong in their mind, and they would rather not open up about their mistakes or past traumas on the chance that they could be condemned or criticized. 
But the truth is, though, discussing your pain with those you love and trust and confiding in them about the voice of your inner critic will only help you grow and heal any past pain. So it'll help you learn to laugh at yourself a little bit more and help you give yourself grace, which I think is a huge buzzword, something that I've learned a lot too, is just having grace with yourself. Um, so she says she's challenging ones to really prioritize community so that you can let yourself be cared for deeply by them, to be accepted for your secret goofiness, <laughs> goofy, um, and um, to be seen for your true self and not just your controlled self. Um, so yeah, do you think you could potentially apply that to your life? Yeah. Um, or any of them that like you'd like to pursue? I don't know, we talked about just as an individual, but also as a community member, as a friend. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I very much agree that that can be helpful. I, I think, um, you know, it definitely depends on the person. I, I think I'm not, um, or I think I am, like, a, a pretty open person. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone does ask me, like, oh, what's wrong? I think I just talk a lot, and so like eventually, like if I if something is wrong, like I think it would just come out if mm -hmm. I wouldn't shut up. Right. Um. But yeah, I I mean like I have been and will go to like counseling or therapy mm -hmm. and just like stuff like that. I know it talks about confiding more in like family members, and I feel like I just do that because yeah. again, I just I just talk to oh, them person. like normally. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, I think also, like, taking that even one step further and, like, if you feel like you do need to discuss things, like, with a more, like, in a, in a different setting, maybe, like, a less biased one or, like, if you want, like, a professional opinion on things, like, sometimes that's what I've found is comforting. Yeah. Because since you, there is, like, to me, I feel like I, I, I dwell on, like, right and wrong mm -hmm. choices a lot. Um, I think that... Um, like to me, sometimes a ther a counselor or a therapist can can help direct toward what that right choice might be, or what it might look like for me at a certain period of time mm -hmm. in life. Or having I, that I professional people, voice, I think. Yes. Is, can be yeah, it's kind of getting like an outside perspective mm -hmm. is really nice. And so, if yeah, if if someone was going to take those steps to, I guess just kind of like take the load up of themselves, just, like, I think everyone should at some point or, or another, um, if you have stuff going on, yeah, I, I think even taking that one step further would be, like, very helpful and useful, and, I mean, I've found any counseling that I've ever gone to to be great, so, yeah, awesome. I, yeah, I, Go I to think counseling. that's <laughs> Um, thank you for sharing that, um, do you have any other I don't know, any other insights before we wrap things up? Um, I guess fun fact though is I'm pretty sure that Emma is actually the first person that sent me the link to the Enneagram. Um, <laughs> very positive. I know that I had maybe taken the test like once a couple years prior to that and I didn't remember my answers and I didn't really know too much about it. Um, but I remember um, she sent it to me. I think we both kind of got it around the same time. We both were kind of going through different challenges and stuff. I know that I had just moved back home um, from the other school that I was going to. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, stuff happening in my life. So I like Emma too, just appreciate taking it and just 
um, kind of seeing some keywords that I think have, that have stuck with me and been able to identify with different things, I think it's a huge help. Um, so I guess, do you think, Emma, do you think you've gained a little bit better understanding of yourself through the Enneagram? Um, and how do you think you can kind of move forward um, as we wrap these up? Yeah, I I think it definitely, that's so funny. I, I didn't know that I was one of the first yeah. people to like talk to you about it. I just got that like memory yeah. as you as you told me that your friend sent you. I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was Emma that sent it to me. Um, <laughs> like what, two, you know, two years ago now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. I honestly, I love to kind of like when I meet people, like people are much more than this and like that's of course, like a yeah. huge disclaimer mm-hmm. is obviously yep people there's a lot like, more older. yep yeah it's kind of like, you know kind of what you take with it I think or, yeah you know. and I think it's a great lens kind of just like a tool to look at and use and kind of like I, I think especially with even people that you don't get along with to just try to understand where they're coming mm-hmm. from and I, I think like um yeah, it helps you understand others so much more and, like, kind of, like, not forgive them, but, like, you know, if, if there is an issue or conflict or something, you can look at it and be like, okay, well, you know, I, I'm trying to think of, like, a nine. A nine would be, like, I, you know, they're just trying to make sure everyone is happy and, like, avoid conflict mm-hmm. or something, you know, so if you are able to look at that and be like, okay, well, this person clearly didn't mean to, like, make me upset. They're genuinely just trying their best to, like, keep the peace mm-hmm. or something like that. That's very vague, but, um, yeah. Just, just yeah, stuff like that. You can, like, look at it through that mm-hmm. lens. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, cool. well, maybe it's okay. But I think, like, as far as, like, getting a better understanding of myself, like, I, I think because... I I understand like how critical I am of myself. Like I didn't really recognize that as much before, and then reading this and like learning about it, and I'm like, oh, yep, like I do see things this way. And um, I think when you're aware of it, you can catch yourself, or at least like recognize it, and and then like kind of take whatever you recognize, whether it be like any any type of thing. Um. Like, for me, it would be, like, you know, my inner critic or um, maybe being stubborn on, like, an issue that I think is right or something like yeah. that. But, like, I can take it and be, like, well, why do I think this? And you can kind of, like, work backwards from things and mm-hmm. because you recognize it and you're able to m- maybe, I don't know, better yourself. Yeah, <laughs> kind of get to the core root of it. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's a great tool to be able to not only learn about yourself too and how you react to certain things or what means the most to you but yeah just strengthening your connections with other people so um i really appreciate you sharing um all your different stories and different insights too as as you've grown over the past few years (laughs) dare i say um yeah do you have any other any other thoughts or comments um I think you should definitely come visit me at the yeah. end of the next yeah, I few will months. I'm going to be talking to you. I'm thinking um, June or July. Probably Amazing. not when you're moving out. I know. We'll, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. It will yeah. happen. Um, all right. Yeah. I think I think that's it from my end. So, yeah. Thanks again, Emma. 
and mm-hmm. that was type one thanks everyone for tuning in again um i'll be posting a few more that go over a couple more different types um pretty similar format um there's so much more there's a lot to the enneagram um like emma said disclaimer um it doesn't apply to absolutely everyone it isn't kind of the end-all be-all for people there's so so much more um to a person than just a singular type but like we said it can definitely help kind of analyze and um kind of view things in a different way and i think the why i think it answers the big why in a lot of people's questions you know why do i react like this or why do i do the things i do so yeah thank you guys so much for listening and thank you emma again all right bye Mm -hmm.